You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 69 of Take A Bow. I'm your host, Eli Tokash, and today we have a very special guest who's also going to be co-hosting this episode. Hello, my name is also Eli Tokash, and I'm going to oh, I'm the host God. of this podcast. This is already a mess. <laughs> um, this is Oscar Williams, who is most well-known for his role as Christian in Fun Home, and he's also been uh, played Colin in The Secret Garden um, off-Broadway, and he's he also did um, the parade readings. Uh, so lots of stuff to talk about. And of course, we are live in our college dorms for everyone watching this on Patreon. Uh, very exciting stuff. <laughs> we're all we're in the same room. This is my first live podcast with a guest and co-host. I'm honored Oscar gets to be that guest. Um, I'm excited. Yeah, so let's dive into it. There's, there's tons to talk about, okay? Uh, the TKTS booth is open and we have over five Broadway shows going on is right now really on five Broadway. Now? Yeah, it's Hadestown, it's Passover, it's Wicked, it's Hamilton, it's Chicago, and it's The Lion King. So there's, there's six. Yeah, so over five Broadway shows. The lights are bright yet again here in New York, and it's very exciting stuff. Uh, happy opening, by the way, to Chicago, which I just mentioned, but last week I said a little happy opening to Wicked, Hamilton, and Lion King, but I didn't realize that Chicago was opening, so that's on me, and I want to make sure I said it to them. They, they must have been really hurt. They must have been really hurt. Um, hopefully they didn't listen, which... Is a very high possibility. No, they definitely listen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone I, and their mother listens to this podcast. Yes, that's true. It's it's a very popular thing. Um, and this, uh, when with Broadway reopening, uh, it just happened last night where all of these shows reopened. And at Hamilton, of course, Lin Manuel Miranda was there. Wicked, there was special appearances from Kristen Chenoweth, Stephen Schwartz. Really? Yes. Uh, like everything with like last night, Broadway was like pop it you know Crazy. like it was back you know like That's they fantastic. they made a really strong comeback last night and of course i mean you think of broadway and you think of those like six shows it makes sense that like broadway's opening back up with those no you shows. The, the heavy hitters right totally i mean like other than the ones that are open the only other ones are like come from way and dear Hansen. but yeah. those are the hamiltons and the wicked and the lion kings those are kind of your like your go-to Broadway shows, right? Yeah. So makes sense that Broadway's reopening with all this stuff, and it's very exciting. And speaking of Broadway reopening, Oscar yeah. and I actually saw the dress rehearsal of Lion King. We did. We got to see the invited dress 
Thank you so much, Vanessa. Big Vanessa Brown for shout out getting Vanessa. us tickets. It was so it was so incredible. Yeah, it was unreal. Just because it, it's interesting because it's technically like not their opening. No, but like was, yeah. A, as an actor, it kind of feels like it is, you know. And yeah, I mean the house was pretty full. I mean when we got there, so they had they had us get it was it was weird. They had us like if you were in certain areas of the seats, they had you get there fifteen minutes early. Right. But we had to get there. We had amazing seats. Yes, we so did. So we got there a half hour early. Yeah, you you every like section of the theater had like time slots of when you. Could yeah, it the was theater. it was kind of odd. I don't know if the other shows are doing that. I kind of appreciated it though. It kind of made the whole experience a lot faster. I know Vanessa kind of got stuck in a line, but we didn't really get stuck in a line. So no, I, I mean that's true. It was smart on them to like try to map everything out so that it could avoid as much. And we had the whole aisle to ourselves for a second. Yeah, we did. We did. It was was great. Um, So Lion King was awesome. Huge shout out to them. Huge shout out to Vanessa, who was on this podcast for inviting us with to take uh, uh, us two college students along with her just to annoy her um, and kind of wrangle us again for a night. And um, yeah, it was just awesome just to, uh, you know, Julie Taymor, the director of Lion King, came out and gave a speech. That was so cool. Uh, yeah, I, I'll be posting that, that really cool. on 25 like, years. Yeah, 25 years. It's incredible. It's incredible. I, I was shocked. And it's cool, too. Like, 25 years ago, this woman director was was about to direct one of the biggest Broadway shows. And that was yeah. probably not as common as it was Twenty as it is today, as it was twenty five years ago. So it was very, very cool to like come out and see her. And I, I gotta say, like curtain up, and you hear the circle of life. It's just like it's life to me, you know. Like it was so good. It, it's been so long since I've seen Lion King. Okay, and, uh, you haven't, you hadn't yes. seen it yet. You'd seen well, you saw it in Pittsburgh. Yeah, but it, it like it's not the same. You no, know? it's like, not the same. It's Broadway. Yeah, know? it's like no, and everyone, everyone was like on their game. Right. It was so good. That's what I was saying. Like, as an actor, it's like everyone, like, felt, it felt like it was an opening night. Like, yeah. everyone was on it. It was all family. It was all friends. Everyone knew each other in the audience. It was all, like, a bunch of people in the community. There was, though. When the show started, there was a crying oh, yes. child right next to us. That was awkward. They that did was... have to leave. Um, but it made it made it... us for stories to tell. Yeah, yeah, so good, good stories. Good memories story. and everything. Actually, I remember you... You you walked up to the child and told it to shut up. No, and I thought that was very. I thought that was so mean. What you guys don't know from living with him for the past what? How long? It's been like a week, a week and a half, almost two weeks. Oh my god, he's so mean. I'm so mean. I'm the worst. Actually, he is. I don't like. He's you. You don't see it. He's forcing me to do this right now. <laughs> I am. I am. Actually, when I asked Oscar, he was like. What took you so long? <laughs> he was like so mad. I was like, oh I'm my very, god, I'm very important. But I told him like this was the plan all along. Like I knew we were gonna be roommates. I didn't want to do it virtually because it's just not as fun. So I thought it'd be good to do it. Yeah, with you. that's an, a nice cover story. Honest to God, like this is my first time recording since we moved in. I mean, you can attest to that. You've never seen me recording. Like I just haven't since I moved in. Um, so now, of course, I. It, I it makes sense that you're my first one now that we're in college. So it, it does make sense. Yeah. I will give you that. It does make sense. Okay, that. leave me alone. Um, okay, so next uh, next topic, Beetlejuice is opening on Broadway. Right. Did you know that? I, I like, saw it on okay. – I saw something on Instagram, and I was going to 
don't know. I forgot to talk about it's it. It's funny because Guy was over last night. And I were was you guys like, talking about we it? We were talking about it, but I was like, shit, because I want to like see if Oscar knows tomorrow because I want a raw reaction. No, I know. Yeah, you. I figured <laughs> you knew. I mean, it was like... I mean, it was, like, everywhere on social media, uh, if you, like, follow... I only saw it one place. Really? To be fair, though, I didn't look. Okay. I, I wasn't looking at it. So, that. I'm very curious to see how this is going to go down as far as... Who, who's... Who's going to play Beetlejuice? Who's playing Sophia and Caruso in Presley Ryan's role? Lydia. Um, who's... Who is playing Sophia and Caruso? Who is playing Sophia and Caruso? Um, who, is, who is playing Alex Brightman is the question. Right. I mean, come on. Beetlejuice is Alex Brightman at this point. I know. But he's so good. I, I, he, I mean, he's... He has fantastic. to return, right? Like, who else are they going to get? I don't know. They don't who really they... need to get, like, a big name, though, just because of how, like... The show has such successful. a following. Right yeah, the show is, right. The show's not successful because of... This is going to sound bad, but the show's not successful because of, like, the names. Right. It's successful because people love the show. Exactly. And, the, and like, I mean, and the people make the show. The cast makes the show. Absolutely. So it'll be, it's going to be interesting to see who they bring. I know. I'm very excited. I have to say, not to toot my own horn, that I did call this a while ago when they announced they were closing and that Music Man had essentially just bought them out of the theater. They're like, at the Marquis, right? Yeah, they're now going to be at the Marriott Marquis. So it's going to be a new theater. It, I'm sure things are going to have to change. Um, it's going to be interesting just to see how it all plays out. Um, but I'm very excited. I, this was, I, I don't know, it was a surprise, but it wasn't at the same time. Uh, I wasn't going to be surprised either way, but just because of how much like hype it had like at the time of closing, it just didn't make sense, you know? Like, I, kn- I know, yeah, it's... It's it didn't make sense to close it just then. Yeah, well, I mean we saw the show together. We did, um, of course. Like we basically seen every show together. Um, so we're adorable. We're we're adorable. Um, and uh, yeah, I I'll never forget. Like I actually sat next to your brothers and like they were they were just dying. Like you know, like everyone. Like I'll I'll never forget. Like all. 40 Beetlejuice is on stage and just, like, the audience reacting. It's, like, one of those cool, like, musical theater moments that yeah. you just, like, don't forget and you take a look around the audience to see how they're appreciating it and it's, like, it's really cool. No, it was unreal. Yeah, it's really the, good. The set was incredible, too. Incredible. It was fascinating. That's why I'm saying, like, I, I wonder how that's going to change from the Winter Garden to the Marquee Theater. Well, they're both relatively large. They are, but the it's winter, just not winter, the same. I mean, it's, it's not. It's not going to be the same. It's the I don't think the marquee the marquee's huge. Really? I'm pretty sure. I mean, I wouldn't know. I I, I saw on the, on your feet, but like it's not like I, mean, I that was, was a like, while ago. Yeah, I don't really. You don't remember? No, I don't remember. But uh, yeah, I mean, it, either I've way, just, I've just seen so many shows, I can't remember all the things. Yeah, yeah. Either way, it's gonna be amazing. There's no doubt on that. Um, for all of the the um, kind of composers and for all of the um, kind of just artists that want to get a start in the theater industry and they're like trying to like post stuff on TikTok and kind of get their name out there, the Drama League officially launched a contest where uh, you can create an anthem for the future of theater on TikTok. And uh, they'll be considering all songs or anthems that are written um, and kind of have that. They don't really have, they they don't have an anthem, actually. They don't have, like, a song that you, like, I mean, of course, you have, like, when you think of Broadway and you think of theater, you think of, like, 
Define gravity, or like they have like the iconic or Broadway some song. Gold, some golden age, song. right? But it's not like you know, a, like baseball. You're like, take me okay. out to the ball game, you know? Like you, you, they all have those like songs that you kind of think of. A banger, yeah, you know. So I guess Broadway's looking for that now. Who would have thought? And uh, you can submit that from TikTok, which is an easy platform that most tell people, us about TikTok. Uh, no, who knows? Is is it? It's, it sounds like a very niche thing. Shut up. I, I know. I know. I don't mean to explain TikTok, but I, I I am trying to say that, like, anyone can submit for this. And it's yeah. as easy as posting on TikTok. So if you're interested, get involved. Get involved in get involved in get on Broadway and with the Drama League. That's a great organization to get involved with. Um, and write the anthem for the future of Broadway. Yes, absolutely. Um, another exciting thing, casting for Trevor the Musical was announced, uh, which is going to be off-Broadway on October 25th, is opening. Uh, congrats to everyone involved in the, in the making of the show, but I also want to shout out those who were scheduled to do the show but were unable to rejoin it for various reasons, such as like college and voice changes and whatnot. Um, huge shout-outs to them because... I mean, I was in their shoes, so I get what it is. I get what it's like, and uh, there. This is just the beginning voice, for them. Your voice used to be. Oh, hi, it's a blue. I know. Oh, baby, all the way up here. I know. <laughs> it kind of still is when I talk, but like not when I sing. <laughs> um, but a special shout out to Luke Banikis, who was on this podcast uh, before, and kind of talked about his journey through Trevor and kind of what it was like to kind of play the waiting game as he was trying to figure out if he was going to be in it again or if he wasn't. Um, so just huge shout out to everyone involved and congrats to my friends Ava Briglia, Diego Lucano, Mark Aguirre, uh, and so many more who were uh, Diego? casting. Yeah, Diego is, is no going to be way. in Trevor. No way, wait, I didn't know that. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's, That's so crazy. Yeah, I'm very excited. And of course, Jared Zimmerman, who actually wasn't scheduled to be in it uh, originally, but now he is, and he played my dad which he's playing on trevor off broadway he played my dad in trevor in chicago so he's going to be reprising that role which is really cool and he's actually one of the he's actually the only person to be reprising their role from Chicago. yeah when was trevor that was that 20s um i want to say 17 i want to say it was four years ago is when i was a freshman in high school so yeah it would be a freshman so it was four years ago um so Congrats to Jared for reprising his role and being the only person that's doing that. Yeah. Um, well, that's it. that's all we have for the news this week. Uh, that's kind of that. I know the weather's a, a bomb. Seventy-eight degrees I right know. now. I know. It's I, actually it's kind of awful outside. It's, it's too so, hot. It's so warm. It's too hot. I don't like it. I, this is the thing about living in the city. It's like it's just too humid sometimes. I know. It's 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 ridiculous. I know. But it's okay. We're going to think of the positives. We're in New York. We're going to school in New York. We're going to performing arts school in New York. Um, we can't complain about the weather. Come on. We have too many I'm things to be. About the we have too many things to be grateful for. Weather. Oh, my God. Anyway, let's turn it over to the Drama Dictionary segment. Um, this week's Word of the Week is actually going to be more of a comparison, more than a Word of the Week. And that's going to be a rush ticket and a lottery ticket. So we're going to explain to you what the difference is between them, because some of you may know what these are, some of you may not, and some of you may know uh, that they're just discounted tickets, but you're not really sure 
how to get them or what the difference are. So a rush ticket is where you wait outside of the box office before it opens, and they usually have about 20 to 30 tickets to sell, depending on what the ticket sales of that particular show is. Um, so you go early to make sure you're guaranteed a ticket. You kind of go at like 6 a.m. because you want to be like first in line so that you get a ticket. It's like $40. It's definitely, it's definitely a lot of work trying to get rush tickets. It is a lot of work. I remember my dad and I, I'm pretty sure. No, I don't think. No, we, we would play the lottery for Matilda, though. Okay, so my parents, every time, like literally my entire family, sometimes anytime they wanted to come see me and Pippin and Friday Neverland, they like waited in the rush line. And they had me come with them because, like, like I just did a show at, like, 12 o'clock, and they had me go into the theater at 6 a.m., you know? Like, I'm like, no, let me sleep. And they're like, no, we have to get tickets to your show. And I'm like, no, like, no. Um, but it's, it is it is worth it if you get it, you know? Like, you can't beat it for 30 bucks, 30 to $40. To yeah, it's crazy. Get, like, front row seats sometimes. Like, I wonder how that's going to change. I know. I don't know. It, it doesn't seem – it seems like uh, – more shows are doing lottery, but it still seems that uh, some shows are going to be doing rush. I know, like, they're trying to avoid crowds, but maybe they're, like, cutting it off after a certain number of people. The rush lines, I know Town is doing a rush still. Really? Yeah. Um, That's very interesting. And so, but a lot of them are doing lottery still, which is kind of self-explanatory, uh, where you participate with a bunch of other people, and it's randomly selected or handpicked. You just put your name in, and uh, you kind of wait out to see the results. You're not guaranteed a ticket. So it's basically first come first serve yeah, with see, Rush versus a lottery. Can I tell you something about the lottery? Yeah. So well, when I was auditioning, I auditioned for Matilda a few, like a bunch of times, as did everyone. Sure. But it's we saw Matilda like four times, mm. only on lottery tickets. Mm -hmm. Every time we played the lottery, we won. I feel like the Matilda lottery was like almost guaranteed. Some shows are like no lotteries are always guaranteed. That is so not true. They are ham it's, for it's ham. A... Come on, Hamilton lottery. They're like 500 people and they have like 10 tickets to sell. They are not. Guaranteed. Yeah, no, you always get it. <laughs> I mean, this guy doesn't need any more of an introduction. I've kind of introduced him uh, enough here and kind of boosted his ego enough. And I feel like I'm going to do that a little bit more, but that's okay because we're going to talk about it. his career and kind of what he's done on Broadway. So uh, let's talk about it. You made your Broadway debut in Fun Home. That I did. And you're like, just this kid coming from Vermont, and you're making your Broadway just debut. Just a hometown boy. Yeah, just like you're just from like, his hick town. Right. I mean, you're just chilling. You're from Vermont, and then you get this opportunity to be in one of the biggest Broadway phenomenons of its time, like in 2015. It really was. Right? It really it's was crazy. Yeah, and uh, it's not like you had some like small little role. You know, like you had a. No, I mean, it was a tiny, it was only nine, the cast of nine people. Right. Which is so cool. Yeah, well, I mean, talk to me about it. So, I mean, you yeah. you did a ton of productions in Vermont. Um, I did, you've yeah. You've been doing it since how old? Well, I've been, I've been doing, I've just been doing product, like, shows since I was seven. So what got you interested in doing shows? I don't really remember exactly what got me interested. I just know that I started doing shows with this production company called Very Merry Theater uh -huh. in Vermont, which I also was doing shows after I moved, when I moved back. Uh -huh. I still continue to do shows with them. I did shows with them for 10 years. Sure. And it's it's really great. I mean, it's it's like, it's not professional or anything. It's just a bunch of, it's just this theater company that likes to put on shows for all these kids who want to do it. And it's a lot of fun. And I, the first show I ever did was a musical adaptation of The Hobbit. Really? Did I tell? Did I ever tell you this? No. With very very, I was seven years old. I played, 
Elrond. No way. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know anything about The Hobbit. I'm sorry, I'm uncultured. So I feel like we can't really talk about this. Anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I've just, I've, I did so many productions in Vermont. And then when I was nine, I I wanted to audition for this. They were doing Titanic. Mm. And this this uh, Lyric Theater was doing Titanic, which is another theater company in Vermont, which actually they use the, the Flynn Theater, which is the biggest theater in Vermont. It has about 1,400 seats. Oh, wow. So it's, it's, pretty, it's pretty good. It's a pretty nice theater. Sure. And um, they were doing Titanic, and I was five minutes late to the audition, <laughs> and they didn't let me in. Oh, no. And I was devastated. I was crushed. I feel like that's typical Oscar fashion. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but then but then they told me about my friend Amelia Mason, uh-huh. who I think I've talked I've talked to you about. I don't Maybe. know if you've she met sounds her. familiar, but I so she's she's at Barnard right now. Oh, okay. so, so we'll probably hang out wow. at some point. But Amelia was in finals for Matilda. Okay. I'm pretty sure the original original cast wow. of Matilda. So she got to finals and she she was like she she didn't get it. Unfortunately, I think she might have been like just hair too tall or something because they were so strict back then it was ridiculous it was it was like down down to like the eighth or something jeez a way it was it was was, it's it was it was kind of it was kind of weird but you know but i heard about that and my parents they were like it was like oh it's okay but there's going to be other things is what they were trying to tell me but what i took from that is i was like oh i can audition i can go to new york and audition so for two years, I was auditioning, driving wow. down to New York. It was like a, driving down, or we would drive down and take the train from Albany. So it was usually about a five and a half to six hour trip. And I would make this trip like uh, three times, like three times, not a week, but like, oh, okay. a, like in a month. So I mean, sometimes I would. Yeah. But like I would go down four or five times in a month. And sometimes I would stay down and I would do multiple auditions. Wow. And it's... For like for two years, I was in I was in callbacks for Finding Neverland too, right. and Matilda. Yeah, I was in callbacks for both of those shows when I got the audition for Fontaine. Right. So it's just I I I actually it's you know what's funny, is I turned down the first audition for Fontaine because I was doing both of those things. Oh really? And I was like, I want to focus on these. Yeah. So I'm gonna do that, and then they were still looking. Wow. So I'm like, okay, I'll do this, and then a week, literally like a week and a half later, I got it. Isn't that weird? It's like, so. It's so just, it's some things are just so meant to be that it's just like it's just gonna find a way to happen. Yeah, but it was so it was so crazy. And Alison Bechtel, who wrote Fun Home, sure. lives in Vermont right now. Right. So there's that the huge full circle moment. Yeah. I love that. With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, motion sounds something like this. Kizik helps you experience the magic of motion. With over 200 patents and easy on, easy off technology, you'll never have to touch your shoes again. There are hundreds of styles and colors, plus a squish like nothing you've ever felt. For a limited time, get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday. 
I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather. Now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Well, okay. So, I mean, talk a little bit more about this. So, like, you're, you're I mean, you're being. No, we're moving on. No, you're, no, we're not. Okay. You're a Broadway star right now. And um, you're in Fun Home. Very but, nice. like, so you came from Vermont. And then you're doing Fun Home, and then you went back to Vermont, and then you come back and forth, like, to do Parade, and, I mean, Secret Garden was around that time, and just auditions in yeah, general. Yeah, Secret Garden was in, I was still in Fun Home when I did right. Secret Garden. Right, so, I mean, so. just talk to me about, like, what it was like to, I mean, that time in your life, your, like, middle school career, you've kind of just split between like New York and Vermont. How tricky was it to like navigate yeah. everything? I mean, you're going from a performing arts school in New York to a like public school in Vermont, you know, like what's the difference? How was that experience like for you? Well, Jeff, may I call you Jeff? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Well, Jeff, it what was... is that from? I don't know. Okay. Continue. Know. Anyway. Um, yeah, it was, it was weird. I mean, I was only at PPAS for, a year, a year and a half, not even a year and a half. Sure. So se- se- end of sixth grade and, and all of seventh grade, I was going to school with you. Right. And it was it was so much fun because I got to do all these things that I enjoyed doing Yeah. as a part of my curriculum, which is crazy. Right. And then I moved back. And then if I wanted to do those things, I would have to either take a specific class to do that or I would have to do it outside of school and just have it be an extracurricular. Okay. And my high school is very like extremely sporty sure i mean we like the boys boys soccer team is like sixth in the country oh wow and it's crazy and they have a good like they they put some money into their theater program oh yeah but it's like it's it's not too much like we got to do some all right shows sure but it's it's just not this it's like whenever i would come down to new york i would see these shows i would like do do cabaret do these cabarets these um just these like fundraiser things sometimes right and it's just it's it's just so much like the energy here is unmatched. Yeah, no, and it's, it's crazy, true. and it's just yeah, it's been interesting trying to balance that. And but now I live here. But now you live here, and it's gonna be fantastic. Yeah, it has. It's been fantastic, and things are already picking up for you just because you're like in New York. You know, like so there's just so much more opportunities here in New York. There than, are. Like, yeah. You know, like we've had auditions where it's like you have to be a local New York. Yeah. Like. This is so we just did we just we got the same audition for the like the same project. So we we just we did a self tape last night. Right. And we like it's it's like where are you based? Like we're only looking at New York City based people. Right. And it's interesting because like there are a lot of pros and cons to living in New York, but like the opportunities in New York and in LA, like they're unmatched. Like you'll just get like more auditions and more opportunities just by being here. So and like, that and that just boosts your likelihood of yeah. getting a job. Right. And we were in the same boat. Like you know, like me coming from West Virginia to New York, my agent wanted to drop me if I wasn't going to come to New York and live, and mm-hmm. they ended up doing so. And that's why I'm with CESD now because I wasn't willing to move to New York unless I had a job. Oh. So finally, I got Pippin. <laughs> finally, I got Pippin. Pippin. Yeah. Like like the tea lifted? Shut up. <laughs> Finally, I got Pippin, and um, we were kind of just living up here, and literally, like, I had more auditions while I was in a show than I did, like, in, like, 
a year in West Virginia. Yeah, you know, I, like I had a lot. Of, I got I got a, quite a bit of auditions during Fun Home. I know, and you're literally like working, and they're still like auditioning you, I and know, it's just it's... like there's so many benefits. Like for anyone like who's kind of like thinking of that jump to like, oh, should I make it to New York? Even if it's like for like a week or a month or even like pilot season, like consider That's doing true. it. Yeah, consider doing it for just. Even if it if it has to be a short amount of time where it's like I can't move because of financial reasons or family or whatever it may be, like come out for at least a couple weeks, find yourself uh, an agent or a manager that's willing to send you on a, out on dish and find an agent or manager that is like willing to give you uh, auditions in both New York and LA and. Um, kind of take that next step and you'll see just how many opportunities and you'll find your your niche your niche your niche, niche, niche. yeah your niche. niche your niche um your niche i think it's i think it's pronounced different ways when yeah they're, about different things. i feel like it is too which is so it's it's so weird that like there's like different words there's so many words in english yeah. english is stupid <laughs> um sure. anyways um you'll if find we were unchecked we would talk about this for oh my like god 10 or 15 minutes unbelievable it would be so bad but thankfully we have class soon so we have to keep this brief yes um on topic um so Yes. So like, you'll find that group of people that you will just like gravitate to and you'll find your friends and you'll find all of these connections that you start making. And like, it just makes such a huge difference that if you really are considering it, you have to go all in, you know? Yeah, that's, and, that's, that's true. If yeah. You, there's no like, you can't half step into it. Right. Because if you do, then you're going to half get the results. Exactly. You're or not, not. Gonna, or just not get results. And like, even if you go full in, you like you can't expect results right sometimes away. for a while right i mean sometimes for people it does happen right away if they just find the right thing for them and they, and they get i mean a lot of it is like it's 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 luck in the sense that there are certain projects that are right for certain people totally so if there's if there's a project that's perfect for you and you're just starting and like you happen to cross paths with those people then that's great that's like then that's good then it's it's Sometimes it's luck getting the opportunities and then you have to, and then you got to take it home. But if you're not all in, they can sometimes tell that. Right. And if it's like, if they don't think that you're too serious about it, they're not going to want to work with you. Absolutely. Good point. So yeah, that's kind of, that's my spiel on that. Like, I know we had a similar scenario, but don't learn from us. Don't, don't come back and forth. It's not going to benefit you. It's just going to drive you and your parents mad. And, uh, you're going to have to do a lot more self tapes, which aren't as fun either. So if you're, if you're thinking about it, literally go all in. They're so bad, Um, but they're okay because it's still opportunities. (laughs) Um, Yes. Yes. So, okay. Like I said, you are uh, a Broadway star and you're in fun home and you're kind of like, it's just the talk of the town. I mean, fun home, finding Neverland, all of these shows that were like, new with kids were kind of like yeah it on there were a lot when we i know there. it was fantastic school of rock boy Matilda. i miss those times but it was it's not like we could do it now anyways yeah. like no. no now i'm like nah yeah now, now i'm like easy. we need adults come on like, 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 let's get let's get young adult shows let's right let's yeah. get some like high school dear hansen but lower you know <laughs> like, yeah yeah like let's get let's get like yeah <laughs> Just get some like teenage shows in here. I mean, like Trevor's great and all, but it's kind of like Trevor's great and all. But here's the thing: I it's it's just a terrible show. 
What? I'm you haven't kidding. even seen I'm it. Just Get kidding. out. I'm just kidding. Anyways, we're next. Next. Um. So as I was saying, you're a Broadway star and you're going to uh, sure, school. You're going to school in a performing arts in New York. I am. And um, you are also like doing all of these crazy events. Um, you you went on the top, the View. You went on mm. the Tonys. Um, and like you were just like, I mean, we had like the Lights of Broadway cards events, and like all those these were fun, fun, like yeah, little things where you just like got to make your connections, you know, yeah. like here in New York. And um, talk to me about just like what it was like to to balance all those things, but also to like, you know, think of it as a kid's perspective where you were kind of just like doing it and having fun, and you kind of like. We're like, oh, yeah, I just have to get out to school early for this event to uh, go perform on The View today, you know, like, no big deal. Well, Bill, it's interesting. It's it's so it's so crazy, like, doing that. Because, mm-hmm. like, at when we were at PBAS, we would literally, like, we had Wednesday, the ha- we would leave early on Wednesdays. It right. was, like, almost scheduled out. Yeah. I mean, it had to be. We had a matinee every week. We just knew that that was going to be the case. Yeah, they and PBAS was super accommodating for that. Right. But the view, oh my god, I had to wake up so early for the view. Really? It was so, it was, I mean, it was, I had to be there at like five. Oh my god. Because it, it starts at six. So they wanted us to be there now early so we could get some bearing. But yeah, stuff like that, the, those card, those Broadway Lights cards events. Right. Um, Lion King would do those Trick haunted treat, houses. Yeah. Um, the gypsy robe, the Easter bonnets, all these things are just so, like, there's, there's such like a community within Broadway that not a lot of people tend to see. Mm-hmm. And it's so interesting being getting to be a part of that, especially at such a young age. I feel like I learned how to talk to adults very quickly. Right. Because I would be at these parties and it would be like a show would be opening, a show would be closing, and all the adults would be talking and then I just like would be in the conversation sometimes. And I'm like twelve or right. thirteen. And I'm like, this is so weird. But, but it's, it's like normal for us. It yeah, it's know? it feels very natural yeah. now. And then you look back and you're like, what was I what was I, like, doing? Like, I, like, I no must have looked I must have looked so silly. Right. Like I'm going, yeah, I think that this show's really important for the socio political climate in America because I think I just I just think, you know, I think we're telling a really good story. Right. I'm eleven. Right. <laughs> Literally. Um but yeah, no, it's serious. I mean, I, I say it all the time that like, you know, not that we, like, didn't have a childhood, but, like, in a way, like, you know, you're working at night, and you have rehearsals, and you're doing that during the day, so you're literally, like, you're going to school, then you're going home, you're sleeping, maybe taking a nap or doing homework, and then you gotta eat, and then you gotta do a show. I know, it's all good. Uh, And then you gotta go do a show, and it's, like, you don't have time for that, like, social life with your friends after school, or, like, doing whatever, like, you know, you had to miss out on all those things, but... Broadway, like, in the community of it, just, like, did such a wonderful job in, like, giving us that childhood and giving us those fun events that we were giving back without, like, kind of even knowing that we were doing so. Yeah. And, like, when I look back on it now, I have, like, even a a greater um, sense of, like, gratitude towards it because when you think about it, like, the Lion King events, like, that was literally the adults in Lion King just being, like, let's invite all of the kids on Broadway. It's in, it's so it's so incredible. Like yeah, like that those were adults trying to include the children as one and as yeah. like an equal. 
and it, I, I just think it was really cool and I am forever grateful for just the Broadway community like yeah. giving us that like childhood feel where we would be like and then we can make friends from like other shows because like some of us didn't have like a six person cast like Finding Neverland and a 20 person kid cast like uh no yeah fun home, fun home was just it was just four of us at the beginning yeah so it's like and then and then, it, and then and then it was six right but like at that it's still like it's not too many people right and it's like it's good to have like more friends yeah. and kind of opportunities to go hang out with other people yeah. well i mean we we would hang out a lot and yeah. just like i mean i would hang out with you guys a bunch too, mm-hmm. just because you know we went to school together right but that was there was that there's um there, there's this park on 43rd that we yeah. used to go to. Yeah. 43rd and 8th. I always say that. The the 43rd and 8th. Yeah, between 8th and 9th. The, the Broadway Park. Yeah, it's Broadway otherwise park. known as the Broadway <laughs> Park. Um, we've kind of talked about that on here a bunch before, too. And, like, in between shows, you would go to that. Like, there there are, like, a lot of cool things that the community does to, like, kind of give everyone a get, l- allow you to feel like a regular child. Yeah. You know, like, and we are. Like, we're still regular children, just, like, performing shows at night you know like so anyways um you're yeah so then another really cool event that you were able to do was this iconic was it the gypsy rose road performance or was it uh, or gypsy of the year or was it um gypsy we did the rock version of bring your keys oh right so it was the easter Easter bonnet was g mr miranda or like dear mr Miranda. yeah that was so cool so Vanessa wrote that. Yes, I know. We we actually talked to her about it. This is when oh, Sydney was still on it too. Oh, yeah. um, we had Vanessa on and um, she was talking to us too about it. But I want to hear from your perspective. Mm-hmm. Talk about performing a song that you, that Vanessa like literally wrote to like, not at Lin-Manuel Miranda, but like kind of like nudge Ms., like Lin-Manuel Miranda. It to, like, was at Lin-Manuel Yeah, Miranda. like, I mean, like. And now you're he like loved it. He yeah, was so nice. But like you have to perform it right in front of him. Like, yeah. how difficult was like was that even a thought, or was it just like yeah, I'm just know. gonna go out. Uh, it's it's very interesting. That was that's like one of the like it was a lot of fun. Right. And I it was a it was like it was a good performance. I'm proud of that performance. But I don't know if you know this, but it was lip sync. Really? We were lip singing. What? Yeah. Why? We pre-recorded it because we were dancing. I don't know. It was what? for some 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 reason we were doing we were doing a lot of things and they i don't think we have mics wow you couldn't tell yeah no it's it looks really good you couldn't tell actually wait no yeah no we totally we totally lip sync it like if you if you watch it again you're gonna be like oh they're totally lip sync really but it's it's so but it's so cool no one i mean no one really and we got runner up yeah I mean, no, you guys got so much buzz from that performance. Just like Fun Home was like everywhere. That video was everywhere. It was almost as big as like the Skyler sisters when like Josh Colley and Luca Padovan and Dougie Baldeo like did that. Oh, I remember that. That That was crazy. Like it was like, it was a big deal, you know, like your performance in that. Um, But that's that's hilarious that it was lip sync. My whole life has been a lie. We've been (laughs) lied to. Um, But... um, we're still waiting for that musical that you kind of yeah. added him at. And uh, speaking of Lin-Manuel Miranda, you actually 
you actually did a Tony performance where you played young Mr. Young Lin-Manuel Miranda, which is, like, crazy. That was a crazy, like, audition, too, because I just, like, walked in and talked to them for, like, five minutes. Okay, so what is an audition like for the Tony Awards? Like, what, like, how does that it work? So, it was so weird. It was just, like, an interview. Okay. But it was, like, five minutes. They were, like, because they, they just need to, like, get a look at you. Right. And then they were like, so what do you do? And I go, oh, I'm talking about this. And I talked about how I know Lynn, I know Lynn, because I knew what they were looking for. Oh, interesting. So I'm like, yeah, could be fun. Yeah, you know, but, like, um, I did the hint for him. And yeah, yeah, I did. I just, kind I just, of just, I just sang I just, a song just, to him. Just, yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. He's my voice man. <laughs> right, it's, he it's, is your really, voice it's, it's really, Oh, my God. But um, that was so fun because back, so backstage, all the other kids, because they had kids for every nominee. Right. Everyone was, like, backstage, because it was at the Beacon Theater. Everyone was backstage waiting. Uh-huh. But there wasn't enough space. So for the Best Actor nominees and the children playing the Best Actor nominees, mm-hmm. we got to wait in the green room Oh, with Lemon Mo Miranda, Leslie Odom Jr., Alex Brightman, oh. uh, Danny, Danny Burstein, and Zachary Levi. That's insane. Insane, right? It is. I spent like an hour with them. It no was way. So cool. That is that is amazing. Is that when? No, that wasn't when the voicemail happened. No, 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 no. That was something else. <clears throat> but it was, and also that day when I went for lunch, I think I got, I don't remember what I got for lunch, but I saw the beat. No way. Well, I saw the beat at lunch, and he goes, "Oh, hey." Oh my god, that's that's that insane. was a crazy day. Yeah, I I couldn't imagine. Was it like? Like, tell me about it. Like, did you have to, like, wake up at an absurd amount, like, hour of the day to, like, go rehearse your little... Oh, no, it wasn't... It really wasn't too early. <laughs> no? But they had... We did have to, like, be there two hours before the okay. program started. Sure. Because they just they just wanted us there. But, like, we were all, like, behind. We, we got to, like, see, like, them set up the red carpets and stuff. And we were just behind there. And all the, all the nominees, we got to, we got to like hear and like listen to them rehearse their numbers as well it was just so it was so cool that's awesome and it was like it's like i'm like on screen for three seconds who cares but it's 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 like that experience was like one of the most memorable moments let me know how many people can say they played young Miranda. (laughs) okay let me know because that is pretty cool that's like something not a lot of people could say and that's something that you have done um okay yeah, you yeah. should be you should be bragging about this. Um, it's okay. It's fine. I get it. I get it. I get it. I'm the same way. Um, okay. So I mean, of course, you've done like there's so much to talk about, but let's let's move on and let's talk about the Secret Garden. Yes. So oh this Secret God. Garden, this was absolutely bonkers. Okay, this cast, this everything. You've worked with some pretty cool people. I I've gone to work with a lot of really cool yeah. people, and it's I'm so thankful. For yeah. That. Like um, Ramin Karamalu and yeah. Sierra Vargas. Ben Platt. Ben Platt. Come on. Yeah, yeah. Ben Platt. Who else? Um, it, Who else was, is in that? it was crazy. Uh, Jerry Shea. Um, Daisy Egan. Right. She played Martha. She played yeah. Martha, which was so, that was so heart-wrenching. Josh yeah. Young. Nikki, Nikki James. Oh, right. Um, just all, all these people. Yeah. And it's just uh, Kevin Chamberlain. Right. Kevin Chamberlain. Well, he did Parade, but yeah, that was like, just all these people. Yeah. It's, it's just insane it, will swenson it's insane and like Lin miranda that you can like throw in there too basically i mean yeah you know like who, who's that again who, who? i've never heard of hamilton um manual <laughs> yeah what um but no you actually 
this was a piece that you actually revisited, right? Yes. Because you did Secret Garden in Vermont. In Vermont and I you played that. that same role. I did. Um, so talk to me. Talk to me about what that experience was like for you. Obviously, it was a very odd, not like odd experience, but it's like a... It's a different experience because it's like a one night concert. You've got your scripts with you. You've got, it's like a reading, but it's a show at the same time. Like, yeah. was it like anything you've ever done before? Like, talk, just talk to me about the process and everything. Yeah, Secret Garden. So Secret Garden was it was only a week actually. Yeah. It was a week of rehearsals, and then we had one night. It was two shows, one night. Right. And it was it was just like it was inc- it was incredible. Yeah. I mean, everyone had their lines memorized. Okay. But for staged readings like that, the actors have to, have, the book has to be touching you. Got it. Like, it has to be like, you have to be touching the, the script. Sure. Because it's not technically a live performance. Wow. So it's, there's some weird, like, union contract things. Sure. That you have to deal with. But getting to work with them, and Stafford Arima directed it, and it was, he, he was, he's, he's one of the sweetest really? people in the world. He's so great, and he's a genius. Yeah, and it's like just getting being able to to do that, and plus I'd done it already. Right. So I knew you a were lot already of, I I knew a lot of the stuff. I had done it like I'd done it before. I hadn't done it in a while, but it's like it's it's muscle memory basically. Sure. Like if you if you give each of us like a day or two, I'm sure we could remember our tracks. Really? In shows that we I'm oh, sure. Oh yeah, we yeah, put yeah. Our minds No, yeah. It. I see what you. Sorry, I didn't let you finish the sentence. I yeah, what what the what the hell? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Right. That's my fault. Uh, <laughs> um but yeah, it's it's it was so cool. I didn't it wasn't like I was learning a whole new thing. I had a dialect coach again. Sure. That was fun. And it was just it was surreal. A 200 person choir wow. behind us. That was like looking back on it and watching those videos, I'm like, wow, I'm never like I'm not going to do something like that again. Right. And Secret Garden is just so beautiful. It's so beautiful. The whole it's, show, it's the music just, everything cheyenne jackson oh my god no way i was forgetting i knew i was forgetting someone wow for me and caramelu and cheyenne jackson singing lily's eyes oh i can't incredible that's incredible and there was so we were doing tech and in my character was in a wheelchair for most of the show and sierra had to wheel me out and there was one rehearsal where she just couldn't stop hitting the the edge of the orchestra oh no so she was she was just like (laughs) it was just really funny it was like during it was during tech. Oh my god! So we she didn't do it during the performance, though, right? No, that's all that matters. No tech. And yeah, yeah, cares. yeah. No, 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 no. No, she's it. a professional. She's a professional. Yeah. Oh my god! Come on, Sierra Vargas. I never heard of her. Never heard of her. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, that is like you know, there's a there's a few productions in New York that I've always been like, oh, like that's one show that I wish I could see, but like. I was in Finding Neverland at the time while also and, doing Secret Garden with Gabby. Right. Like at that same time. Yeah, we did that. We did those right after. Because right. Because you did it with Gabby and then I did it with Sydney. Right. And it's just, that, that was that was a crazy It was a time. crazy, like, month. I saw that. December. You did? I did. Yeah, I saw it. Why wasn't I allowed to see the, your production then? You there probably was had a show. Going. Oh, okay. There was I think you on. did yours on a Monday or something. Yeah, we did. Ours was on like a Saturday or Sunday night. How did you get out of your show? I called out. You and Sydney called out? Yeah. Or Sydney wasn't in the Sydney show wasn't in Fun Home at that point. Wow. Yeah, that was really like, I'd only, there were only like a, like two or three shows that I'd called out for, and it was that, and I also called out for the tech rehearsals. Wow, wow. That, and then I was sick once. 
which is awful. I had, I got Terrible. laryngitis. Really? So bad. During Fun Home? Yeah, during Fun Home. During the Sunday show. It was a Sunday show. I started losing my voice. Wow. And just on Monday, I was gone. Really? I went to the doctors. They gave me vocal steroids, and I was able to, like, I was able to perform on Tuesday. Wow. That's cool. That's crazy. Actually, no, I wasn't able to perform on Tuesday. I had to call out that, on yeah, Tuesday. But, yeah, but on, on Wednesday, Wednesday yeah, yeah, yeah. I was able to come back. Wow. That was fun. That's insane. Yeah. But, uh, wow, good for you, like, for going to the doctor, though, and being, like, instead of just being, like, oh, I'll wait it out, like, see what yeah, happens. No. It'll come back, and, like, no, you never yeah. know when that's coming back, right? Exactly. Uh, okay, so tell me about the pros and cons of doing a one-show, like, one-night production. Like, you had two shows, one night. Tell me about, like, you know, it, do you feel like you could do it more? Do you allow yourself to get attached to the production? Like, what, like, I mean, it's just completely different from doing, like, a full open-ended it, it show. It is. It's, it's, it's like, it, it's, like, it's different. It's like a marathon and then a sprint. Right. It's like, you can go, not, not saying that people don't go all out every night for Broadway, because they do, but there's certain things that you can do, like, for roles that are really taxing, people have to like take take their time and like they they do the show at night because that's their job and they don't do much else. Right. But with these one show things, like we had gatherings and like these meet and greets and stuff that we were able to do. Yeah. Before and after the show because we didn't have to do them later. Sure. So it was it's and in that sense, it's almost like you get to do it you do it once and then you're done. So there's no there's no too, there's not too many stakes. But it sucks because it's like with shows like that, usually the cat, like everyone, everyone's just so like at the top of their game and and like so good at what they do. Sure. They just want to keep working with them. Right. And also, they're just all great people. Yeah. But it's and and I love Supergarden so much, so I would I would so do that show in a heartbeat. Totally. But in so in that sense, it's it's kind of weird doing it just once. Right. But and kind of just like all of a sudden it's like there and it's done. Yeah. You know, like Yeah, it's 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 fair. It's definitely it's so different. Right. And like the it's usually just a week of rehearsal. But I will say, like, those those casts in those like one night productions are like always, kind of unbeatable. They're always insane. Yeah. They're no, always I insane. mean, you heard it. You I mean, we heard the cast, Sierra Boggis, Ramin Carolyn Lou, uh, Cheyenne Jackson, Ben Platt, all these incredible people. Yeah, it's, um, it was crazy. Yeah, incredible. Um, all right. Speaking of Ben Platt and like working with him, uh, you also did the parade readings, yes. which is like, t- like what is it? Like, is it like a revival? Like trying to come to Broadway or like so parade? I don't know what they have planned for, okay. but parade was uh, it was it's it, it it would be a revival. It right. was on Broadway, I think, in '99. It's written by Jason Robert Brown and right. Alfred Fury. Which and- I've always said, like it's one of the most like underrated musicals but like is now finally coming around and it seems like it was always ahead of its time it's so good yeah it's It's so good it tells the true story of leo frank yeah which is just that's like a whole that's like you can find podcasts about that story right but it's just so important and it's so like and the music is gorgeous yes it's so good i love it it's it's i think it might be my favorite musical i just love it so much yeah and just getting to do it and michael arden directed it and he's ridiculous wow he's so he's so talented and he's so great and like he was talking about if like if slash when 
they are able to get funding for that production. He was talking about what he would like to do with it. Mm-hmm. And this was this was back in 2019. So this is a few, 2019, it may have been 2018, actually. It's been a while, but, you know, things have been going on. <laughs> Probably closed. What? What? But it's, um, yeah, I mean, home, I'd love for it to come back. Yeah. I'd love to be a part of it. That'd be, that'd be ridiculous. I think it's important. I think mm-hmm. it's an important musical. And also Ben as Leo Frank and Michaela Diamond was Lucille Frank. Yes. They were That's just... another stellar cast, yeah. you know? Like that that cast was also insane. Yeah, Ben Platt, Michaela Diamond, Kevin Chamberlain, Oscar Williams, of course. Uh can't forget that name. Um yeah, no, but yeah, like again, like I've like I said here, like I mean, what does this show mean to you? I I feel like we can all agree that Parade deserved better and it's did on Broadway. Like, it did. I don't think it's it was shocking. Yeah. And a lot of people weren't ready for to see something like that right because it's it's hard to watch i know that's what i'm saying i feel like it was always ahead of its time like you know like it just like it was it came out at a time when we just weren't ready to have that conversation the tony's like they they won tony for best book and best score right but it lasted for all of what like a couple months it like it it. might have been like a hundred performances yeah it closed super early on and which is such a bummer because it's so it's so fantastic but they've, I think, I mean, the show was, it's, it's changed a little bit since then. It's like, there, there's a lot of, a lot of harsh language yeah. that they've toned down a little bit in service of just sure. keeping the story. But it's, um, it's, I, I think it would, I think it would be perfect for the, like, in the next few seasons. Yeah. I had a, and also me selfishly saying that you would love to, I would love it. to Again, do it. Yeah. It I know. Be, it was one of my favorite things. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp's software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Cards issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. So I, I talked to Carolee Carmelo. Uh, on this yes. podcast, who was in the original production of Parade and actually yeah. got a Tony nom for it. She did. Yeah. And so... And I think she should have won. I know. I think she should have, too. She actually... No, I don't think she did. She, I don't think she won. Uh, it was a nomination. But um, she was talking to me about it and just was like, 
this show needs to get revived and all of these things like so it is something that is wanted in the theater world especially from the the community of artists themselves i don't know i can't really like i haven't heard much from an audience standpoint but just getting it out there i feel like is just like i feel like there's not much of i feel like not too many people know about it i know that's why i'm saying like i just want to get like the fact that there is a parade reading going on but like like, people people would know about it if they announced the revival with ben flat right that that's true i mean i don't know if like that's actually a possibility though like because like i said like those like one week things with like secret garden you can usually get no like, i mean a, yeah a crazy cast together for a week you know but yeah. like a long-term thing you know yeah. he's got his music career he does to have worry about now you know he's going on tour like yeah i think that's also another one of the reasons why it never fully took off interesting because they wanted they wanted as much of that cast that they could get right and people oh and like uh, mallory beckel was in it oh yeah renee rap oh my Before god stop I love, <laughs> I love her boyfriend Antonio Cipriano. Like he's a king. Yeah, they're great. They're yeah. both ridiculously talented. But um, she she was in it, and there was a bunch of other Mia Mia Sinclair-Pinas. Yes. Uh, Brooklyn oh Shaw. God. Oh my all, god. All these people. It was so much fun. I love it. And it it, it wouldn't be that same cast. But I think that would be an expensive cast. It would be an expensive that cast. <laughs> now, especially now. Right. <laughs> now that everyone is like. A lot bigger. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it'd be it's it'd be an expensive but like I still think they should bring it back. I agree. I think it's something that's needed. Especially like, you know, we see a, we see a trend of like a, a lot of conversations, you know, surrounding the Black Lives Matter movement, rape and sexual harassment and everything. Like those these topics that kind of were difficult to have and they still are difficult, but they but because they were difficult, they we kind of ignored them. Um, and now they're finally coming to a point where it's like, no, like, let's have these difficult conversations. Yeah. And I feel like in today's climate with where we are and the whole Harvey Weinstein's kind of thing and, the, you know, there's, I mean, a lot more. Um, <laughs> again, again, different type of podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, sorry. Um, but yeah, like, I think that it's something that like should be back on Broadway and there's a story that should be told and a yeah. story that like is relevant to today's No, it world. totally is. And it's also like it's it's true stories, right? right? It's history. Exactly. I feel like people need to understand like we need to understand what has happened in this country in order to fully move forward. And Parade does such a great job of illustrating incredibly nuanced things that have happened. Absolutely. It's interesting. The past two weeks I've like I'm trying to manifest two revivals on Broadway, and that's Parade and Legally Blonde. <laughs> <laughs> so two very different types of shows. Um, yeah, you weren't expecting what? that one, but uh, it's interesting because I'm kind of just like you're just giving me whiplash. What? Why? It's just so Parade and Legally Blonde are just not two. Shows they shouldn't be in the together. same sentence. And I'm really sorry for anyone that feels offended by that, but at the same time, like. Both of these things need to happen, in my opinion. And, of course, Abby's and your opinions, because Abby was our last week guest, who kind of was like, I want to produce it. And I was like, revive it then. (laughs) Like, do it. (laughs) Um, But, yeah. So uh, let's see what else I have here. So, okay. Oh, yes. So now talking more a little bit, like, not so much about, like, your career, more about, like, you as an actor. I mean, living with you, 
you take your vocal practices and your vocal warm-ups very seriously on a daily basis. Explain a bit about like kind of what you do and why you feel it's so pivotal for your voice to grow and to be where it is today. Yeah. Well, I mean, I try to warm up mm-hmm. every day and it's been I've it's it's been less consistent now just cuz starting school is tough, but I I need to get back in the rhythm of it. But there was a period of like, there was like a three month period where I didn't warm up and I wasn't really singing either just because of the pandemic. Sure. And I tr- I was, tr- I got an audition and I was trying to sing this song and I basically like couldn't, wow. like, I didn't really sound good or like, I, I was like, I was fine, but it, it didn't like, it, there was no like power or support. I didn't have anything. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, I need to like, because it's, I mean, your voice is a muscle. Yeah. You need to keep just working. retrain them. Yeah. You just retrain them. You got to keep, you got to keep, you got to just got to keep them, keep them going. Yeah. Keep them lubricated, drink <laughs> some water. Right. And you just got to, you just got to keep going. And it's, I like, I have to like make, like, if I don't warm up, I'll like, I mean, if, and everyone should warm up, everyone should do vocal exercises. It's like a workout. Yeah. It's a set. That's exact. That's essentially what it is. Yeah. It's interesting too. Like, I never really had voice lessons until like I my voice changed, mm-hmm. and it seems like vocal warm ups are like more important than like singing like songs. Yes, like you know, like trying to just be like, oh, what's a song that I can sing, and if it's like high, then it's good for my voice and it can like stretch it. But like that's yes, not always but, the case. But warming up is there's like and especially like voice teachers know like exactly what warm ups, what they do to your to your vocal cords and just your body and it's like you can sing a song to do a warm-up but it's like it's not it's not really the same thing it's different because you're performing i think it's also more just about those like you have to like train the specific muscles like each warm-up is different for like 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 lip trills lip trills loosen up exactly loosen up the muscles that releases tension and you can't exactly do that if you're trying to belt A's and B's. Totally. Like, because then that's so much tension that you need, you, in order to do that, you need to have it be loose, loose enough. Totally. I'm talking as if I'm, uh, you're like, if, a vocal, if I'm, a, if I'm right a vocal here. teacher, which I'm not. I know you pay $200 take, take, for take, this in New York. Take, take, take everything I say with a grain of salt. <laughs> um, I don't know how, I might probably don't know how anything works. So, no. But, I what I do know is that vocal exercises are important and if you want to keep your voice in shape you definitely should do them. Yeah. And you don't have to do them daily but like a couple times a week. Yeah. And da- I mean daily's best obviously. Right. Cuz you'll, you'll, you'll see like, a quicker voice, result. You'll see quicker results and your voice will just bounce. It'll be in a place that you want it to be more. Right. But yeah, that's that's yeah, that was that's a really, your spiel. That was a good question. That was my spiel. Thank you. I'm I'm just trying to like help our our readers and listeners at home. So, um, readers. Yeah, our readers. Um, that's kind of like what they call them in the podcast around, like our readers. But I thought people listen to podcasts for the sole purpose of not reading. I know, I know. I don't understand why they say it, but I don't know. That's I think just, it's like, stupid. The term. I know, I think so too. But Podca- you know what? Podcasts are stupid. You I know what? It. I appreciate your honesty <laughs> um, in that, but I, I really do take personal offense to that because. Actually, I know for a fact that they're not stupid because you wouldn't be doing it right now if you really thought they were stupid. So, yeah, actually, yeah, (laughs) you have nothing to come back with that. So I really stumped you. Okay, Pace University and Performing Arts School, similarities, benefits, recommend. Talk to me about 
you know, so now you, you've been to multiple performing arts schools in New York. You've also gone to non-performing arts schools. Yes. Do you feel um, yourself benefiting from a performing arts school? Do you recommend others who are out there in the world to, if they're interested in theater, to go try and go to a performing arts school? Or do you really think it's maybe something that uh, you can do elsewhere on your free time or whatever? What do you think? I think if you want to be in this industry and you want to be in this business, Mm -hmm. you definitely should at least somewhat in like college or just try in your school to be in the performing arts aspect. And depending on your interests outside and how much you value your free time, Mm -hmm. then yeah, performing arts programs are the place for you. Cause I know for me, I haven't like, I was at, I was at UVM this last semester and I wasn't, I was a theater major but I didn't take any theater classes because I was taking, I wanted to get credits for Pace. Right. And I was taking all academics. I had a lab science, a history class, English, a public speaking, and a statistics class. Mm-hmm. And it was so awful. Yeah. <laughs> and I was just like, I was missing doing that things and ha- having like theater built into the curriculum. Right. For me, is just so nice because I haven't had that in like five years and I've just, I've missed it so much. Right. And like I've, having gone to a normal high school, I'm like I'm good. I, right. I got normalcy. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready to get a piece of. Pay. I'm get, I'm ready to get my BFA. Right. And with pace, pace is so great because they have a lot of different programs, and um, they still make you take foundational courses. So it's not like you're not taking academic classes. I wish I wasn't, but you right because I'm in a computer science class right now. Oh my god, it's so bad. But <laughs> I have to take it because they want the students to be well-rounded sure but it's 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 so fun yeah it's just like you're doing what you enjoy it's like going to school like if you enjoy coding if you're going to school for coding you're doing what you enjoy if you are a painter and you're going to school for painting you're painting all the time it's what you enjoy that's the same goes for theater schools and performing arts schools totally like i love doing musical theater i'm going to school for musical theater my classes are musical theater classes so i'm really enjoying myself Mm -hmm. and i'm also getting especially with pace they have a lot of adjunct professors. Right. So they have a lot of people who are in the industry. There's a lot of connections you can make. Totally. And that doesn't go just with the teachers. That also goes with all the students. Yes. The students I mean, as well. like you said earlier, like, you know, you, you did a you did a reading with Renee Rapp, who was Renee Rapp, not Renee Rapp, you know? Like, yeah. Like she was Renee Rapp, but she wasn't Renee Rapp. Right. And I feel like everyone at a school of performing arts are kind of it's kind of in that same boat you know like they're all so talented they're it's all ridiculous. so talented and they all have potential to be the next Re- renee rap or yes. whatever uh you want to renee. be um oh my god her voice is just ridiculous um anyway. uh, renee rap fan base um anyways uh yeah so literally the connections that you can make like i said like you could wake up next day and your classmate could be like the next i mean we we did it we saw it firsthand with chris richards like he came in to middle school sixth grade like he like was like talking to us like we were like some like hot shots you know like he was like oh my god you were like you're in fun home and you're in pippin and oh my god and then all of a sudden like he gets finally neverland and we are in the same show together and then he's now this movie star you know or i know TV it's star. Crazy. like it's 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 been crazy yeah blow up. you just never know like the neck like everyone in the performing no, arts yeah. world and, and they they've worked too before like so who who do they know and like how can you 
like learn from them like you can always learn you can always make connections and you can always just like just have these experiences that you wouldn't have anywhere else and um going to school with like-minded people right is such a refreshing experience and like you get that at college no matter what because you choose your major right and you're going to take classes with people who also picked that major and had picked these classes totally but still in a, in a performing in, in a bfa program there's just something about it because like we all do the same things we all have the same goals yeah and we all love doing what we do and like Pace has also has a, just a straight acting program and a film acting program as well. So there's there's I don't know why I'm telling you. I'm more tell I know no, I yeah. know you know what they have. No, it's more, great more that you're saying, telling me this stuff because they're gonna get the same. Yeah, more saying like, it, more yeah. saying it for the readers at home. <laughs> <laughs> I feel so weird. Saying I know that. I do, but it's um, <laughs> yeah, it's just I if that's what you want to do, I I recommend you know auditioning for them, trying trying out. Yeah. just like see and like not every school is right for you like pace i think i mesh really well with pace totally but i don't i if i i didn't audition for michigan but they have an insane theater program oh my as god well. insane but I, I when i did more research on it i was like i don't know i feel like i feel like i would fit better with this program i agree and it's it's you know different programs are for different people the and a lot of schools have great ba theater programs as well totally so it's like it's it doesn't have to be a bfa but it's art schools definitely if you enjoy doing that it's definitely a nicer experience at least for me it has been definitely especially because like you know like I, you, where we come from it's like sports you know like it's yeah it's, it's it's centered around you know not the arts almost um especially where i'm from like there there's the nearest theater is an hour and a half away so like oh. yeah so like it's just like not a thing if you don't like go uh, if you're not on the football team or your basketball team it's or... interesting with vermont like there's a lot of theater in vermont really like outside but like my high school was just not really yeah it was so weird so it's but... it's like you know you you want to find those you where you fit in and like mm-hmm. where that 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 place is for you that you feel comfortable and you feel like you're going to be tested but also comfortable and that you're going to be able to succeed in Um, and I feel like that's most important, especially like, like you said, with performing arts schools, you also have to be very particular on the major and the courses, but you also have to be, you want to do a little bit more research on like, oh, like you could have like an NYU or Michigan where they're just like not, where they're just not going to let you work, you know, like, and if that's something that, that, that you want, you kind of just want to focus on studying, then those are the places for you. Yeah. But when you have like places like Pace that's willing to like, like you're going to be in the back, city and you're going to have amazing. all of these opportunities and leave and come back. Annalise Carpacci is doing it right now with Mrs. Doubtfire yeah. um, and who, who's been on this podcast before. So like we, we've we all like, <laughs> yeah. So like it, it, it's great. Like, yes. Oh my God. That's your big si- yeah. sibling in college. Annalise and Mitchell. Yes. Mitchell Sink, of course. Um, and so it's it there's a lot of factors that go into it that you may not uh realize originally but these are all things that you need to take into consideration when looking into performing arts schools yes. if that is something that you are interested in want to do in the near future so yes and also when with programs like pace miu in michigan right they're with competitive especially competitive bfa programs sure y- you i feel like we make the most progress 
ourselves. Like personally, I know I get better when I'm working like Secret Garden, working in Secret Garden, Fun Home and Parade. Like after the, each of those experience, I myself as a performer, I just got better. Right. Because you surround watching, with people that you are Larry. Like I think in any this goes for any field, but especially for performing arts and theater, yeah. you want to surround yourself with people who are talented, who know what they're doing and who have a good work ethic. Right. Because that'll rub off on you and you can learn you can learn so many things from people in your program, from the professors. Totally. And it's just I mean, uh, you should learn stuff from your professors. But <laughs> I think it's also you learn so much from the people in your program because they're all they're all so talented. Yeah. And it's great. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. Yeah, I think that's another plus for another another point for performing arts school. another point for performing arts school <laughs> um you know in in going back to the whole living in new york situation with uh or la of oh course god. like any living, of the big living living people. with you has oh been my god exhausting it's been a dream come true oscar and you know it um so and another pro about it not only will you get opportunities and auditions and everything but you're also surrounded by the Broadway yes. community yeah, and the theater yeah. community in general. Um, so talk to me about like, you know, when we go see these shows, we saw Lion King, we saw Passover, we saw like these shows. And of course we've been doing so for the past many years, yeah. um, <laughs> many years. I don't even know if that like made so sense. Many past many years. Um, anyways. Um, so how do you like view that? How do you like, when you go to a show, are you like going to a show to like, enjoy it and just have the entertainment aspect of it which is like kind of why you do go to the shows but are you also looking at it as a what can i learn from this show and what can i learn as an actor but also as an audience member but also as a creative person in the industry in general well matt i'll tell you it's <laughs> i think i like i love going to shows mostly because like i i don't know it's i mean it's it's almost research in a way yeah you get to see it's what like a people library. do you get to see, yeah it is it's like it's like going and studying something, seeing what people do, imagine like imagining what you would be doing if if like if you were up there if you had that opportunity, and like just taking things that you've seen other people do and applying them to your own work. Totally is I I know I've done that, and we've been we've been so lucky to see so many shows. Yeah, and it's really crazy, and I feel like I feel like yeah I feel like I am a better I feel like we're both better performers for it. Totally. Which is also why everyone should watch movies, watch TV shows, especially if you want to be an actor. You can only learn, you know. Yeah. You you're not gonna like. I mean, you. I mean, if you're watching a TV show or a movie just to like watch it to go on your phone and have it on in the background, then like you probably shouldn't be watching it. You know, like you know, like. But with like Broadway shows and you're like paying all this money, it's like it should be a crash course and it should be yes. like it should be an opportunity to not only. Um, be able to learn from all of these opportunities, but also to be entertained and to get a gist of what it's like to be on Broadway and to be in a Broadway house again and like experience it. From that was an, so crazy. Yeah. And like experiencing it from an audience perspective so that when you are an actor, you remind yourself of why you have to go full out every night, you know, like that's yeah. Whenever I see shows, I'm always like, I get this kick of motivation right? to be like, when, like if, if I get the chance to be back doing that, I need to, Every I need night. to grind every night. I need yeah. to. I need to. I need to have that energy. I need to. I need to make. I need to give people the same feeling that I'm feeling right now. Absolutely. There's so and yeah. It's also just like it's so much fun to watch them. It's so much fun. 
you also go for entertainment, of course. Like I mean, you yeah. just have to. You can't like not. No, go I show up to Lion King with a with a note. With a notepad, yeah. I just, I'm like everything they did wrong. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. There were yeah. actually a couple like miscues with Lion King at the dress rehearsal. Um, yeah, but I mean. That's gonna mistakes be, happen on Broadway. Yeah, like that's okay. Like that's gonna be kind of the thing, uh, especially in the first couple like days. Like we've gone how long? A year and a half without these huge no, pieces yeah. just like staying in one place. Like that's not that's not good. And there are gonna be mistakes. Yeah, and like things. like this, everyone had these routines. Yeah, that they need to relearn, and they've okay. had what a week to yeah. to do it. Yeah. So, so, but yeah, what shows, uh, what to wrap this up, what show are you most looking forward to seeing? What show are you like kind of hoping to do research on, but also trying to be entertained? <laughs> I really, I think Waitress and Hades Town. I think I just really want to see those. Yeah. Again. Because, well, wait, Waitress with Sarah Morales. I mean, it's in, yeah, I mean, you can't I mean, be, we, And I, we've talked Everybody about here it. knows that I'm obsessed with Waitress. Yeah, and, yeah, Sarah yeah. Morales' version of it. Yeah. Um, he talks about it nonstop. I do. I have to. I, I, It's so magical. It's, like, actually, like, magical. And also, Hades Town is just yeah. incredible. But, like, what about the new shows? Like, are there any new shows that you're I don't really care about interested them. in? Okay. That's okay. I don't think new shows. I think we should stick with the ones that we have and not write anything new. Oh well, that's encouraging for us. Yes, yeah. actors. You're never gonna that make aren't it. Working. Neither are we. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's no, uh, no, no. The new Passover is incredible. Passover is incredible. I'm excited for Thoughts of a Colored Man. Mm. I don't know too many of the other ones that are coming. Music Man. I'm really excited for yeah. Music Man. Hugh Jackman. Sure. And Sutton Foster, like of incredible course. performers. It's just it's gonna, and that's not a new show, but it's I'm I'm so excited for all of it. Yeah. Just excited for it's Broadway gonna be to be great. back. Yeah, I am. I love it. Yeah. Well, thanks for doing it. This is yeah. that's been yeah. that's it. This is it. This is it. This is wow. the wrap. Thank wow. you. So this is what it feels like to be on Take About Podcast. This is what it feels like to be on Take About Podcast. Yeah. I, I hope known. it was. I hope so it was long. Everything. I've never. I haven't known. Okay. So long. I get it. So long. Listen, I'm sorry. What episode is this? Sixty nine. That's so many hours. That's so many hours. That's so many hours. You don't need to tell me. <laughs> you don't need to tell me. Um, well, I appreciate you doing this. I appreciate you I appreciate doing this you. on a day where you have, like, three classes and, like, doing it, just, like, grinding out everything. You have classes, too. I know, I know. But just fitting it in and uh, being able to give your advice and wisdom to uh, everyone listening at home. It's been, it's been a good episode, and I appreciate you uh, coming on and doing this. I appreciate you. I love you. I love you too. This is like my stepbrother. Will like Will Farrell and what's his name? John C. Ryan. You don't know the <laughs> other guy's name? You can't just reference the movie as if you know the name. We're, we're like Oscar and Felix, but I'm Oscar and you're Felix. Who what's Oscar and Felix? It's like these like two like kind of brothers, but like really like roommates and like one's super clean, one's really dirty, one's this, one's What the that. hell are you saying? Are you saying I clean? He okay. He he told me that cleaning. No, 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 no. He told me that cleaning is therapeutic for him, which is like what you want in a roommate. I'm like, that's great. That's great. It's sociopathic, but it's great. (laughs) So leave the cleaning to me. Is that what you're saying? I don't leave the cleaning to you. My therapy. I don't leave it to you though. (laughs) I know. I know. You were gone for a week, and I cleaned this whole place. I vacuumed. I swept. And we're. I'm very proud of you. I'm very proud of you for doing that. Yeah, I clean. He does. He does. He tries too. No, like you, you put it in the effort, and that's all that matters. 
Really? Because it sounds like you want me to put in a little more effort. No, not at all. Or you all. want my effort to be better. No, I was just making a reference that I actually understood since you, like, made fun of me for my first reference that completely failed. What reference were you trying to make? Step Brothers. Oh, I haven't seen this movie. Yeah, but I didn't even know who I was talking about, so it was a fail. Anyways, that's kind of like a day in the life of Oscar and Eli, <laughs> to be honest. We're just kind of going back and forth. Uh, but yeah, I, I really do appreciate you like sharing your stories and everything. And, Always. Yeah, and just giving your advice. I think this is a great episode that a lot of people will be able to learn from, so... Thank well, you. Hopefully. Yeah. So uh, thanks, everyone. And thanks, everyone, for listening. Uh, this is episode 69 of Take a Bow. I hope to see you all next week for episode. Listen to episode 70, 70 71, 72. Just keep listening. Just keep don't listening. Stop. Yeah, don't, don't stop. stop. And Wait. go listen to like other ones that you've like never yeah, listened to before. Yeah, listen to all of them before you, you, you actually can't listen to the 70th one until you listen to all the, all the first 69. Yes, that is true. That That's is true. true. Yeah, e- Eli won't let you. Eli he doesn't let me. Yeah, I actually don't let you. Not in front of me. You're not like, allowed to listen to any episode in front of me. Okay, you're not. Like, if you're going to listen to this episode tomorrow, I'm going to blast it on my I speaker. I have to be, like, out of the room. I got to be in class. I'm blasting it on my speaker. No, absolutely not. I'll put it in your room. Anyways, goodbye, everyone. Thanks goodbye. for listening. And, uh, yeah, hope to see you all next week. So stay safe. Stay safe. <laughs> Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theater Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theater professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> 